0: A gwir i gwrdd yr un gydol sy'n dod am hên, is ma van Kele Sávin, Agas yn llan iliog, e se, a Firkin ffyrkin ffôl sy'n o'r a neutron. I sy'n dod yn rhaid o'r le ogystal â'r sy'n ymlaen sy'n on this a small pleasure to be with you and to be with you and to be with you and to May I just say first of all how delighted uh, I am to welcome behalf of Sabina and myself and indeed her family to welcome all of you uh, to Oresinugdhron and I, I extend a very special Cate Mila to those of you who have traveled long distances to be with us today. And I, I hope that you enjoy uh, your visit uh, to Ores Throne. And let our excellent MC has just said, uh, don't confine yourself to what is in here. All of the what is outside the music continues. And we have been blessed, like when I think back over the years since Sabine and I came here about the wonderful artists who have come and the great enthusiasm uh, they bring to, that they feel and communicate in wanting to play an in our, our There are, I mentioned people who have travelled very, very long distances, in, uh, including my nephew Kevin, who's from Sydney in Australia, and indeed a number of friends of his from Australia who are travelling. Often, well, it made me think actually about uh, my family's connection with Australia. It starts in 1852. uh, Of the seven members of my grandfather's family, five emigrated between 1852 and 1860. And I think to Warwick mostly. And then in the next generation, my uh, sister, uh, my my aunt Bridget, emigrated. And my Uncle Patrick is buried with the railway workers in Toowoomba. And then in the next generation, there is Kevin. And I'm delighted that Kevin's son is with us as well. But I think back to that time, uh, the difference where we are now in relation uh, to 2023. It is just a few years here in this very same building when it was uh, an imperial establishment that Daniel O'Connell came up with the Famine Committee, and the, uh, the uh, uh, then representative of the Crown said, I'm willing to listen to you, but you're wasting your time because what you're proposing is, in fact, not possible. The laws of economics must take their course. And if there was a better solution, the government's advisors in London would have it. And they went back into Dublin and they had a meeting and they said, and right across the newspapers, all across the different papers the following days, they've offered us nothing. And it is a matter for me of uh, very, very proud that from this place from which death sentences like that were issued, that we are here, all of us, and that we are independent and people from new nationalities have come to join us and the people from different traditions can be me in my How good it is to know that we are able now some of the decisions of the nineteenth century I had the privilege to revoke and others too and i think in a way in many many ways it is your house arsonotr the home of irish presidents since 1938 so please enjoy every moment of this afternoon be it stocksan and new teatime with there i think as i said i wanted particularly to use this particular um, garden party to pay tribute to those who give so much, uh, and as I have just said, good voluntarily, the, the respect that they are due. And I wanted to respect referees in all sports and in all codes. I often think about my relationship to sport I visited my first soccer game at the age of 16 on the back of a red Honda in Marcus Field in, in, in Limerick. It was a funny time, really, because uh, uh, in order to go to a soccer match, you had to be on the vigilance committee for the GAA. It was about your only way of getting to see it. But it was also, and then that other neglected sport which I played, the only one I played inter-county, was of course in uh, uh, was Limerick uh, Law. was handball. But then when I came to to Galway, then I was nineteen, and I remember going to the. To the, to, the, to, to the soccer match. And I suppose really now that I've been mentioning respect for referees, I must apologise to all those supporters of Matt and or otherwise that we said unkind things about in his Park. But what I think is very, very important was that business, of what a great strong thing it is in Ireland that we will be able to go with families, and walk to venues, and walk home, and discuss the matches, and end the games. But more and more importantly, the kind of aggression that makes it competitive between people has no place in, in the Irish experience of sport. And I just wanted, in particular, all of the different codes I have invited here this afternoon to thank those of you. It isn't that you're only a and chocon, that you're keeping the peace, but the point about it is, and it differs across the different sports, the knowledge that you bring and that you need and that you deliver and you're working refer- work as referees. I do think too that in some of the places the rules are changing fast so you need to be very up to date. I think as well something that is important in relation to sport is a and went chance to hurt the that to give every child its chance. I think there's no doubt whatsoever, and you sense it in the world, you sense it nationally, internationally. It is a time because we have such new responsibilities now in relation in relation to ecology, our environment, what we hand on to future generations, that we'd be cooperating rather than dividing more. We don't need more divisions. And one of the things that comes to the fore, very much in the groups that spin and I meet when we visit the communities around the, around the country. And I do know the great warmth that both of us have felt uh, from that is the empathy and compassion and how that in fact lessens the gaps that divide us. And it also encourages us to seek the freedom and the resources and power to uplift those who are vulnerable. I think these are common values. We are not by nature as Irish people, individualistic people, because of the circumstances affected us externally and all of the circumstances that we faced internally. It is more of our nature to be sharing and to be caring uh, 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 for each other. And I really do think, you know, I was thinking over the next coming years that perhaps I should put an emphasis on the importance of respect. Respect between ages, respect for language, respect for differences of opinion the necessary disc- respect that is there for discourse to take place it isn't a time for aggression i'm actually watching it it is maybe when you're 82 you'll notice it anyway is that if you have come out of a tradition of mihala here on a sunday afternoon the rest of it and people said Emma, er, and the rest of it the fact of the matter is this kind of Uh, aggression that is sometimes in sport is quite an important thing and it is based on a rather limited repertoire of skills. In the end of the day, sport is sport and people, whatever club you're shouting for, whoever you're for, you respect excellence. And I think, therefore, that's why I think it was very important that that would be the emphasis we would put on today's uh, today's, uh, garden party. And all those who are working voluntarily, I think is uh, the idea, by the way, that it is somewhere in others. Really, any misguided parent that thinks there's any intelligence in shouting at a referee, are really people in many cases, they actually, before they make a previous assumption, and that is that their children are possessions, which of course they're not. Their children are persons, and that in fact actually, the example that is given uh, will be very very important and all of that is very very important in upholding the integrity of our sports and i think we must work to recover anything we've lost and encourage and deepen what we have what we have i think that the idea as well in relation to uh, to the uh, question john b Keane wrote uh, i think there's a man from claire wrote by the great difficulties that there is in moving from the heroism of playing for the county and suddenly you're kind of in many, many cases. In the end of the day, what it is, is that those, in fact, who practice um, sports of different kind with integrity, it's, they, these are very, very, they, have, they always will be able to draw something from it. Finally, I should say one of the things that is very, very important in relation to when things do go wrong, and so many things are just at the moment, it is that the importance of there being frankness, accountability. When you're here in our synopteron well, often in the evening, and when I'm thinking back over it, it is and reading what is happening internationally, if I was asked to say uh, what is the single greatest threat to our democracy. All around the world at the present time. It is the absence of accountability. It is the growing realm of the unaccountable that threatens us more than anything else, be it in relation to technology not delivered democratically, be it in relation to those who exercise corporate power, be it in relation to those who have alleged self-governing professional bodies and authorities that are supposed to enforce standards. The growth of the realm of the unaccountable is the single... It isn't coming from the people, it isn't poor people, And and it is from that realm and it is something we have to be very (coughs) clear about. And that is why sport too has to create an environment that promotes accountability and empathy and respect and gratitude. Very early on when I started here in the ORS and I was addressing Altogether about eight hundred young people. And I use the last phrase of that great great man William Miller, as I said, He said, Be the arrow, not the target. Understand what is coming at you and be able to exercise moral choices. So all of you here present today, I want you that your work is deeply appreciated. Your dedication in the face of adversity has served as an inspiration to us, and all those as well that are great people who are extending all the different sports to include those with particular impairments. I think that is very. These are issues of rights, and there are issues of participation. Because it is one thing to say you are recognized as a citizen. It is another to be allowed the full opportunities of participation. May I tell you, we have special people here. I do want to take this opportunity to welcome in Escorty referee Michelle O'Neill, who has been selected to officiate at the forthcoming FIFA Women's World Cup to be co-hosted by New Zealand and Australia this summer. Grace <laughs> Liam So it's within our communities and through the discourse they hear, as well as the formal education, that our young people are first exposed to the concept of citizenship. We have to consider how we engage with each other and how we speak to each other and how we listen or perhaps don't listen. Those early experiences of community life differ in terms of resources and opportunities of inhabiting in conditions of change. It is an unfortunate fact that as I'm speaking and you're listening in many cases, those who have contributed least to the pollution and poisoning of our planet and making it vulnerable are the people who are paying the highest price in desertification and the death of their animals, the deaths of their way of life uh, and so forth. So it's not a time for division on these important issues, we must all cooperate and make our contributions big and small, and all the contributions come together. Sometimes we must resist the temptation to think that these challenges are too big. I think in many cases what is wonderful as well is to see uh, at the moment the judging for the tidy is on all around the country. And that's a great example to see all the people, the intergenerational solidarity it has created. And to see and witness that activism and advocacy, it's one of the great pleasures of being President of Ireland, of being travelling over this, going all over Ireland as we have. And I, I feel that that's something that's very Irish and strong, whether we're celebrating something as we have, or whether sharing the grief of the people in Chrysler when I was in, uh, uh, when I was in Donegal. And how important it was that people from across the border and others came to help and people were willing to assist and people... There is nothing wrong with having an open and generous and vulnerable heart. And let us remember the collective power we hold as a community. We can build a society where those ethical values are cherished, where accountability is delivered, where abuse of any form has no place. And we really have to stop Saying things like, for example, that something is a result of a culture of this or that or all the rest of it. Abuse is wrong. And where it has happened, it must be addressed and faced. And we must take responsibility for it. Then say, when all of this is out of the way, we can now invite men and women. And we can invite others to join our forces and so forth and be in professions that they can be proud of, and upskill themselves. But there's no point in saying that they are sliding away from anything. Let's face it. Let's recognize wrong where it happened, and let's move on. And I have no doubt, whatever is president of Ireland, that we have more than the capacity to do that. But the one thing, if there is a lesson in history, evasion is disaster, amnesia. Is disaster. Good memory, ethical commitment, the ability to go on to a new place and create a better world is our great gift. Let us create an environment together where not only our athletes can flourish and our referees can officiate safely with confidence, but where all our communities can thrive, thanks in no small part to the active participative engagement of its members. I am so pleased that we're joined by today, and the musicians. You know, and everything in Ireland is interesting. They're always a They understand what is going to happen. And I have no doubt that by harnessing the strength of our collective spirit, we can overcome any challenges before us. However, however challenging it is, let us all be the architects of an Ireland and that shines as a beacon of ethical societies where the values of respect, fairness and compassion are not just empty rhetoric, but the pillars upon which our many and many vested communities are built and sustained. Last night I was with the Chilean community and those who came and made their lives in Ireland. Well, what is interesting to hear the Chilean ambassador say, how it is to Ireland internationally countries in Asia and Africa and South America and elsewhere, they turn automatically as as a country whose experience they know, they respect, and welcome as a partner of peace in responsibility in addressing all of these issues of justice, ecology, and ethics. All of today and all of our other garden parties would not be possible without a lot of preparatory work that takes place here. I do want to thank all of the ORs, look, our staffs that will set look and so forth, who do so with such generosity and enthusiasm the OPW, the Gauthier, our Civil Defence, John of God's colleagues. But today, our MC Jackie Hurley, a gen of Saar job, and my heartfelt thanks to the musicians and entertainers Maid McKenna, TBLA Brass Band, Failure Oriel Group, Elaine Carroll. Engas like a Version, version, Dave Litton, and all of whom have lifted our spirits already, and who are continuing. It doesn't end here, but it goes on outside. Afterwards, do you with chance and possiblyly the Winchan of our Santorona, Burpana.